Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So you all always say that I have a personal connection with all of my guests. And today's episode is no different. I've got the coach of coaches with me <laughs> on Talk and Moments. And before you say what, I have to let the audience know how we met. Okay. Because I always do this with mm. all of my guests. But wow. you know, I didn't realize that I had a deep connection with every single person that sat on this couch. Uh, until they started saying in the comments, that that everybody that comes, TM has one personal story mm. or the other about them. Wow. So I met Coach 10 years ago. Um, actually, guys, uh, 15th of January 2014 was the day I said I do. And you all know how that situation worked out. And while that situation went crazy in 2015, so it was nine years ago that I met you, mm. um, Coach was one of the people who tried to save that particular situation. <laughs> Do you remember the very first time I walked into your office? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talk About <laughs> Nice quite, to have you here. It's quite interesting because you were on my couch. Yes. My therapist and coaching couch. Yes. Now I'm on your couch. Yeah. Wow. Full circle moment. Yeah, after nine years. After yeah, nine years. Yeah, the roles are reversed. So, I, so you're the one asking me questions yeah, now. And I was so looking forward to this because it's the start of the year. First to start with, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year to you, Coach. Thank you very I mean, much. I said Happy that New to Year you to you before yeah. um, we got on this. Yeah. And it was very important for me to have this conversation with you, actually, because I don't know about you. I mean, from a coach's point of view, I, I can't wait to get into your mind, but mm. I know the mood out there is 2023 was a very heavy year. Mm. You know, people will say to you, oh my God, you know, it wasn't such a bad year, but I'm just so happy that the year is mm. done, you know? Mm. And, you know, there was a lot of mental 
awareness, mental health uh, discussions, people just going through it, you know, and at the start of the year, just to, you know, give a boost back. I know that people are probably wondering, you know, when they see people like, and they hear coaches and therapists, there's always this whole thing about, you know, you there must be something wrong with you for you to see a therapist mm-hmm. or what is going on in your life and why do you need a life coach? Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I just wanted to even ask, you know, how important it is, why is, it is so important to have a coach. All right. So, so, so thank you very much, uh, Tokian, to all the people watching. Happy yeah. New Year. Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting because um, 2024 is a very critical year <sighs> it's a pivotal year and i'll explain it so so you had started the conversation um by saying that 2023 was very heavy for many people mm. actually 2023 was the end of the covid issues oh. so we we got into covid in 2020 yes we're on lockdown for the whole year yes 2021 half of the year the same thing happened mm. right and so 2022 was the year when we came out of COVID. We mm. were trying to, you know, we were trying to recoup. We were trying to reboot. We were trying to recalibrate. And so people started to feel the post effect of COVID really in 2023. People wow. started to feel <clears throat> lonely. Mm. So, so there is a new mental health category, right? Loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> languishing. Oh. Languishing is when, you know, you're stuck psychologically, emotionally. You don't, you used to perform at your optimal. You used to be super productive, mm. but you can't seem to get yourself to perform. So a lot of people are coming out of COVID. And this, what you're describing is what we call PTSD. Mm. post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. And so people are highly irritable. People are very violent. People are very toxic. Mm. People are struggling with dealing with their own emotions. They are very, it's difficult to to deal with people because you've been isolated for so long, Mm. right? You are used to it. You are are running a completely different program. So, So all of that, dynamic is the cause and what we need is for us to be empathic mm. and compassionate with those people that are negative with those people that are toxic because they are struggling mm. psychologically and emotionally and we know that as black people as nigerians we are not allowed to express our emotions mm. We have been sold a lie that it seems like because we're dark skinned, oh. we're different from every other human being. Oh. We're all deeply emotional beings. And COVID did a number on us. Oh. In fact, most organizations started to struggle from 2020. Yeah, major shift. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what it was is it seemed like, yeah, lockdown, a new way of life. And we all laughed and hoo-hooed and ha-ha'd about it. And, you know, people found other means to adapt and cope. Yep. But I don't think we fully understood that the world as we knew it was over. Yes. And a new world. Just even like in the working environment, for instance, you know, the 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 way people would work has changed. Yeah. And there were many offices or many organizations that realized that 
you know, there was there was no need for certain things anymore. Yeah. There's now this virtual working at home thing. So even after COVID is over, people still virtually work from home. And if yeah. it's not that important, why should they come in? Yeah. I don't think I've actually had anyone put it the way you put it because for some reason, I've just you just hear people say 2023 was such a terrible year, was such a bad year. Sometimes even when you had a not so bad year, mm. you don't want to say it because it's like yeah. everyone's looking at you and thinking, um, don't What's live in this you? same yeah. Yeah. Nigeria. Yeah. I mean, I, somebody I saw on Instagram was not even a black person. I think, you know how they, with the algorithm now, you just see things that you're not even sub, you know, <laughs> signing up for. But it's just one of those videos that popped up. And this woman was talking about, you know, her, her newborn baby was born. And I think four months after, she said he must have fractured his arm. They didn't realize he fell. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he wasn't using that arm. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the doctor. The arm was in a cast, but he wasn't getting better. And, you know, at some point, he went through an MRI and they said there was some mass in there. I said, I called on the name of Jesus and I pleaded the blood of Jesus and whatever. And, you know, when he went through the surgery, the doctor came out underwhelmed and said, there was actually nothing. It was just a hole. And I thought that was a miracle. I was even excited. I praise Jesus. I don't know what made me click the comments. The bitterness and betrayal that I saw in there made me realize how heavy the world is right now. People were saying things like, so my child that died, is it that Jesus did not hear? Medical science healed your baby. Stop calling the name of God. Children that die of cancer. Does that mean that God is on holy? And I just thought, wow. Yeah. So, so those are the effects. And you spoke about the corporate world, right? We now live in a world that we call the VUCAD world. It's a volatile world, unpredictable world, complex world, ambiguous and disrupted world. So the world of work is completely changed. Now, we're in the fourth digital industrial revolution. So two things, in fact, three things happen to us at the same time. One, COVID. Two, the global economy crashed. Three, the fourth digital industrial revolution. So the world is still trying to bounce back. Mm. And, and, and there's no world without you and I. We are mm. the world. Mm. And, and, and so we are the ones that suffered it. We are the ones that are still trying to make sense of what we went through, mm. right? Emotionally, psychologically. So it's, it's, it's an expression. It's of the reality of the times that we're in. Now in 2024, there's better hope. Mm. Oh, yeah. That'll be a good Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I personally believe that 2024 is going to be a phenomenal and a, and a great year. But it's going to be dependent mm. on your impute. Mm. What you put in is what you're going to get out. Mm. And so what I'm saying to people in 2024 is that, you know what? You have to sit down and count the cost mm. of the last three, four years mm. and ask yourself, what have I lost? Mm. You have to ask yourself, right? How do what, you even know you've lost something? Because oh, some people might not. We, we, we've lost so much. You, you know, time, time is the only construct that mm. you have to exchange for anything of value. Mm. We lost a lot of time. Oh, <gasps> yeah. We, and, and last year seemed to be so fast. It went like that. Like, so, so, so people are asking, where has time gone? It's been, what, three years? It seems like I am where I was in 2020. And I can't seem to account for my time. Now, it's important wow. that we recognize that time is life. Mm. And so where did three years of your life go? 
And so you have to look back and ask yourself, what were the goals that you set in 2020? Mm. <clears throat> what were the dreams you had? What was the vision that you had for your life in 2020? And you have to ask yourself that, where am I? Mm. And so 2024 is quite pivotal because it will determine the next 10 to 15 years of your life. In fact, this is the most important decade that you would ever live. Why? Because a disruption happened. Mm. It has caused us to feel stuck for three years. Now we're at the tipping point. And one of the things that I'd advise people to do is go read the book, The Tipping Point, mm. Malcolm Gladwell. I mean, you said yeah. so many things. I just want to really back in and just, I mean, when you said it's going to be like the next decade depends on this year. I'm like, why does it have to be the year that there's a new decade I'm walking into in my life? Because I remember when I was turning 30, mm. uh, 29, and I remember saying this on um, the episode I had with Timmy Sun that when I was turning 29, I suffer from a lot of anxiety. Mm. There was a lot of anxiety, but it was a different kind of anxiety because for me, I was excited to turn 30 because mm. I felt, okay, if you make mistakes, you bounce back. You, I mean, 30s, as kids, you know, we're a generation that always wanted to grow up fast. Mm. I don't know about this generation now. I don't think they want to grow up as fast as we wanted to because mm. they, they, they're quick to age shame people now. Yeah. But back then, I remember turning 29, I was very happy. People just couldn't wait till they were 30 because you felt like at 30, I'm now an adult, mm. right? And turning 40 this 2024, my nerves are in the bean coat. I can't even, I feel like I've never been as anxious as I feel right now. I feel like I, I, I'm putting so much pressure on myself because, you know, yeah, when I turn 30, if you make a mistake at 31, that's mm, still okay. I feel like 40 is such a big age. Mm. Like at 40, you can't, if you make a mistake at 40, it's like it's done. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of pressure. Uh, so when you talked about the decade, yeah. now you even put extra pressure on me. No, 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 no. It's, it's, okay. So, so <laughs> let, let me help you with this, right? Okay. Um, you, you know, we hear many things and we're products of our environment. Mm. And so you've heard. Possibly that a fool at 40 is a fool forever. You've heard that life begins at 40. You've heard that when you turn 40, then, you know, your, your biology begins to, to change. And then you are assessing yourself and you're asking, okay, where am I at 40? Is this where I wanted to be? And so your thoughts, your unconscious, negative, limiting, disempowering thoughts mm. is the cause of your anxiety. And it's, it's principally about other people's beliefs. Mm. It's principally about what other people have said. And so it is not even true a lot of times, these things, because there are people whose lives have started at 40. Cornell Sanders started KFC at 65 or so. KFC, mm. that's a global brand. Now he started it in his late 60s. So age is a number, okay? Mm. It is a number. And look, I've observed you in the last 10 years. You've done incredibly well, which means that you're just revving. Yeah, you are just starting. You know how a locomotive moves? Mm. It revs. Mm. Then it goes, boom, 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 
then it starts slowly, then it picks up momentum, right? That's what I see when I look at you. You are just getting started, right? And, and, and look, your mindset determines what happens in your life. Your internal dynamics influence your external manifestation. And, you know, when I observe you, I have seen certain specific models and patterns that I call your success models, and you may not know them. Now, I've also observed, I've seen a few failure models. And I can now, having this conversation with you, understand why those failure models are there, right? I know you have, have, you know, I've I've known you for for over 10 years. I can identify your success model. So, So what you need to do, right, is be able to identify what makes me fail? What gives me anxiety? Mm, my thoughts, I can tell you. Yes. I'm in my head half yes. the time. Yes. And I never used yes. to be like that. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so, so you have to ask yourself, where did you get it from? And it's often by association. Mm. Ask yourself, who are the people that I've been surrounding myself with that I've been listening to? Who are the people that I've been speaking mm. into my life? Mm. Right? Because you used to be happy-go-lucky. You used to be a dreamer. You used to be a go-getter. You cannot change. You should not change because mm. that's your winning formula, mm. right? So now they're telling you, mm, you have to be careful, low. You know, you have to slow down, no. Now that you are here, you have to X, Y, Z. No, mm. you don't have to. Mm. Except you think that you are going to expire soon. Mm. You know what? Um, I had a session with a 70-year-old woman that I call Mama J, right? She's just getting started. I am working with her, right, to start her wellness business at 70. She's going to be 70 in this year. She's just getting started. Now, now, now this woman can run from Akiandeshola nonstop to Banana Island and back. She Mm. does it. That's a place in Nigeria in because sometimes we have people that are watching from... Yeah, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. like, what, 18 kilometers? Yeah. Wow, at 70. At 70. So you determine mm. whether you are expiring or whether you're just getting mm. started. And I think, right, that you actually are just getting started. I now, now, you are asking, you know, um, why do people need coaches? Mm-hmm. Why are coaches so important? Number one, we all have blind spots. Mm. Everyone that lives on earth has a blind spot. Coaches help point out your blind spots. Number two, we all have success models that, you know, aid our success Mm. and our attainment in life. A lot of us are ignorant about those success models. So we stumble through what mm, we achieve. Mm. A lot of us have failure models. A lot of us have triggers for procrastination. Mm. So there are certain things that you do. There are certain things that you struggle with doing, mm, mm. right? A lot of us need accountability because the only way that you can consistently succeed and you can consistently up your game is to be held accountable. 
is for your performance to be measured, mm. right? Is for you to tweak what you're doing. It is difficult for us to be on the move and to do it. Mm. So you need someone that, that can support you in doing it. And, and, you know, Bill Gates, easily, easily the most successful business tycoon in the last five decades, top three billionaires in the world in the last 50 years, he made a most profound statement. He says, everybody needs a coach, whether it's Beyonce. Beyonce was, was, was she had just given birth and, and they had invited her to perform in Coachella. And they had told her that it was going to be in a year's time. Oh. Guess what she did? She got a coach and she, she practiced and she got coached every day. Needless to say that that was a historical performance. Yeah. And so you need a coach to move you from where you are to where you desire to be. To, be. Mm. to move you from where you are to where you deserve to be. To move you from where you are to where you are destined to be faster than you can mm. all by yourself. Mm. A coach challenges you. I mean, it's just like, okay, you want to lose 10 kg. Mm. You want to do it by yourself or you have a fitness coach. Which one would be the faster? The fitness yes, coach. Yeah. Um, let's look at Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, right? With all the skill they have in the world, right? They would never have attained uh, their potential without the various coaches that worked with them. Serena Williams, David Venus Beckham. Williams, mm -hmm. their father coached them from when they were little. Oh. And then he realized that what he knew wasn't enough to take them to where he had seen that they would, they would get to. So he went to get another coach. Oh. So coaching is the second fastest growing industry in the world today. Coaching is the most preferred um, personal development, professional development intervention amongst executives and leaders today. Mm. Everybody wants to succeed. Everyone wants to achieve their dreams. Mm. Everyone wants to be everything they were created to be. That's what coaches do. Mm. We're trained and, and coached to be able to help people using tested scientific tools mm. to be everything that you want to be. Mm. So there's a cheeky question I have. So who coaches <laughs> the coach then? I have, <laughs> I have several coaches and therapists. So oh, I, really? oh yeah. So even therapists need therapy? Oh yeah. Sometimes I pity therapists because the kind of things, you know these memes yeah. you see online saying I, know, I pity right? my therapist. Yeah. The kind of things my therapist has said, even my therapy needs therapy oh, after yeah. my session. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Not after, periodically. Oh. So I, I check in every six months. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. uh, you need to, <laughs> a lot of the things that, <laughs> that we hear and a lot of the things that, that, you know, we deal with, mm. you know, you need to unburden. You know what is so funny? I feel like we live also in an age where there's just so much information. Mm. At some point, you're like, can the world just shut Pause. up? Because every time you go online, <laughs> there's somebody's self-motivation, self-motivated, mm -hmm. like everybody's motivating and it's just like, it's way too much. Um, there's everyone out there would get to a point in their life, as you said, where your coping mechanisms expire. And because that happened to me, you know, I knew how to throw myself into work and just, that's how I survived most of the things that I've been through. Like, like I just throw myself into work and I just act like it's not happening but at some point, I think it was about maybe three years ago, three, four years ago, where COVID, uh, even before, I think a year before COVID was when it started happening to me, my coping me mechanisms all expired. And then I was open 
to therapy. Because if you remember when I first met you, I wasn't open to therapy. I know, right? I didn't. I don't know. I just felt it was weird. I still do sometimes to just sit there and talk to a complete stranger about me. And I'm like, maybe also because of the trauma experienced as a child and constantly feeling like you're a burden. I just didn't understand how I would meet this total stranger, sit on that couch and he would care or she would care about what I'm saying. So I ran away the very first time because I just, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And I know there are many people who've sent emails like that saying they keep hearing about therapy, but you know, what is the first step to actually knowing that you need therapy? Uh, I mean, it's quite interesting because, you know, um, we're not okay. Everybody. (laughs) All of us are not okay. One in three, four people Mm. has a mental health issue. So, yeah. So one, two, three, four, somebody in here. Actually, two people in here are not okay. And, 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 <laughs> so maybe it's you. Or, may, or maybe it's me. Yeah. That is not okay. But but it, the first thing is for us to recognize that we are not okay. Okay. The second thing for us to recognize is that it is okay not to be okay. Mm. But the third thing that you need to recognize is you cannot stay in that state. It is not okay to stay in that state. And there's some people that are trained to help you. So technically, if you had malaria, what would you do? Some people self-medicate. So you'd go to a chemist, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So it means that, okay, you've had the experience, you know what to do, and then you go and get the medication, mm. right? So if you had um, a broken arm, what would you do? You have to see a doctor. You have to see a doctor. And it is the same thing. I say to people that your psychology affects your biology. Mm. In fact, the WHO has now declared that 85 to 90% of disease is caused by stress. Bruce Lipton says that 95% of disease is caused by stress and 100% of stress is caused by wrong beliefs. Thinking. Yeah. Your environment, your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions. So only 5% or 10% of disease is genetic. The Mm. rest is psychosocial. So you create your own disease. Damn. Yeah. And so if you don't want, you know, to, to continue to create disease, and disease simply means a lack of ease. So Mm. it's not only when you have a physical ailment that you have a disease. Mm. You can have a mental, emotional, relational, or spiritual disease. Now, this life is all you have. Mm. You can't go to the vulcanizer and say, I want to spare life. Mm. You can't go to the, you know, store and say, I want to buy another life. Mm. Like they do in games. This is all you have. And you've got to make the best of this life. Mm. And there are people that are trained, right? There are professionals that are trained to help you make the best of your life. Now, your life and the experiences of your life, right, is the result of your mindset. And if you don't get your mindset right, it's over. Mm. If you lose your mind, okay, now, what else is there? Someone said... The only thing they saved in 2023 was their mind. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and, and that is not just the only you. thing. That's a major thing in the last four years. The major thing that you needed to ensure that you protected mm. and you saved was your mind. Mm. Now, you've installed certain programs because of fear of death. Because of a lot of things that happen. We're running unconscious, negative, limiting, disempowering programs. Mm. Now you need someone to help you uninstall those programs and reinstall new programs. Mm. This is how I'll put it, right? Imagine if your computer or your phone had a virus. Mm. It won't function optimally. That's what's going on with us. We are all not functioning optimally anymore. Mm. We need to, to get an expert, a coach, a therapist, a psychologist to help us. Mm. Um, install a, an antivirus, uninstall the program that we're running and help us create new programs mm. for the next 10 to 15 years. So what do we do about awareness? Because I find out that people hear you and people know, yes, there's clearly something wrong. But sometimes I find out that the first point of coaching that you are almost giving as a suggestion oftentimes lies in religion. <laughs> and... I found out that over the years, there's a place for religion and there's a place really for professionalism. For professionalism. Do you know and, what I mean? Because you know, religion always is from an emotional, like it or not, point of view. Because, yeah, it's an emotional thing. To worship is, is it's an emo, it's a relational thing. Hmm. And you find out that a lot of people would say, I spoke to my pastor before they say, I spoke, I spoke to my to coach therapist. or a therapist. All right. L let, let me just break it down, right? Um, so, 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 Token Makinwa, you are a spirit. You have a mind or a soul and you live in an earth suit. That's, that's how you are made up. Mm. You are not a human being, actually. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. Really? Oh, yes. The real you is invisible. 95% of everything you do is subconscious. So we call it your subconscious entity. Your subconscious mm. entity is a combination of your spirit and your soul. Now, that spirit and soul is contained in a container called your body. So your body ain't you. Mm. Your body can't make a decision. Your mind makes a decision. Your spirit makes a decision. Right? What's the difference between mind and spirit? Sorry, right, so I probably sound absolutely crazy. That's fine. Before. That's fine. So your spirit and your soul are two completely different things. The essence of your life and your existence is your spirit. Mm. So when the Bible says God created man in his own image and after his likeness, God doesn't look like us. Mm. It is the spirit. The Bible says God is spirit. So the deposit of God in us is our spirit. That's the first thing that God created in Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28. Mm. And he gave our spirit dominion, right? Then further down the scripture, he says that, you know, um, there was rain and then he formed a man, formed. So he had created the spirit. Then he formed a man from the dust of the earth. Now, research has proven that all the components of your skin, same exact component as soil. Mm. Exact. That's why when they bury you, they say ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Mm. And when they, they go look for your dead body, 
five years after, they don't see the skin anymore. They see only bones. That's because the, the soil has gone back to the soil. Oh. So, so God formed your, a casing, a capsule around your spirit. Oh. But yet there was no intellect. There was no emotion. There was no will. So the third thing that God did was, and God breathed into man. Oh. And man became what? Life. A living soul. Yeah. So the breath of God is the soul of man. That is, your soul is the seat of your intellect, mm. your will, your emotions. Mm. No wonder I used to have moments, and I don't know if, if anyone out there experiences this moment. I remember even as a child, I'll have moments where I was trying to figure out who I am. Like, you keep trying to think, who, who, who am I? You know, like, what is inside of me? Like, how did I come to be? I don't know if I'm weird, but that used to happen to me a lot where I would just literally be like, so who exactly is this person? You know what I mean? And, you know, I used to think we're some of our experiences. So mm-hmm. things you've been through, places you've been at, where you're from is what sums up who you are. But clearly, mm-hmm. I'm kind of wrong. That's part of it. Okay. And I, I love that question that you've always asked as a child because that's the most important question you can ever ask in your life. Hmm. And, 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 and I will wrap, I will, I will encapsulate that question and wrap it around a few other questions. First question is, who am I? Hmm. And a lot of people think that when they say TM, Tokia Makinwa, that's who you are. No, that's a name that was given you. Hmm. That's a tag that I was giving you. That's not who you are. Mm. Now, so you must ask, who am I? And as you ask that question, who am I? You must also ask, who am I not? Mm. Because many of us, because of what people will think and what people will say, we plan, right, to behave in a way that people would accept us. So we're no longer living our lives. We're living other people's lives. Damn. Right? We want to be like other people. Mm. I like that guy. So you start to dress like him. You start to talk like him. Mm. Especially, you know, in the religious setting. Mm. Right? So who you are and who you are not are very two very important questions. The third question you need to ask is, what am I? Now, there are different kinds of spoons, right? Mm. So a spoon is not just a spoon. Mm. There is a function for a teaspoon. Mm-hmm. There's a function for a tablespoon. Mm. There's a function for a soup spoon. Mm. And so the fact that you say I'm a spoon is not just good enough. Yeah. The functionalities are different. So, so, so each and every one of us, right, are created to be a solution to a problem mm. or to be solutions to problems. Mm. So the fourth question you want to ask yourself is, what problem am I a solution to? The sixth question is, whose problem am I a solution to? Not the whose, coach. Because you see, <laughs> you see, people hmm. fill the earth. And that is where money is. That's where value is. Hmm. When you solve people's problems, the more problems you solve, the more money you make. The bigger the problems you solve, the bigger the money you make. Mm. And so when people create brands, when people want to make money, when people want to become significant, when people want to become popular, I say to them, let's sit down, right? 
Let's achieve what you want to achieve. But let's find fulfillment, satisfaction, peace, joy, and prosperity all at the same time. Because that's all that we are striving for in life. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to find fulfillment, satisfaction, peace, happiness, joy. Now, people try to buy that essence. They want to become popular. They want to make money. You know, um, uh, they want to acquire power and they want to use that as a means to an end. Meanwhile, you can get that end directly mm. by discovering the purpose for which you were created, mm. by identifying the solution you were created to be, by becoming that solution and delivering value, an exceptional value to the people that you are called to. Because the truth of the matter, right, is that you were created for such a time as this, mm. for a purpose, right, as an African, as a Nigerian, and you are relevant and very significant. So, so it is important for you to be able to separate that essence of your spirit mm. from your will to do or not to do, from your intellect and from your emotions. Mm. Now, this is where a lot of people struggle. They go to church to develop their spiritual essence, mm. but their soul is lost. Can that? Can you possibly develop a spiritual essence without your soul? Yes, I, I've, de I've, I've described your soul mm. is the seat of your emotions. So if you lack emotional intelligence or emotional resilience, and you are not in tune with your soul. Mm. You're on a lost battle. Now, the devil doesn't possess your spirit. It takes over your soul. Mm. Yeah, your thoughts, your mind, mm. your belief system, your emotions. You begin to doubt yourself, mm. your will. That's Sometimes where the that battleground is. Sometimes that also happens as a result of, I feel like a lot of us, and this is one thing I started actively doing, a lot of us do not necessarily give ourselves credits for the journey we've been on. You know, you hear a therapist who say to me, you're not responsible for things that happen to you. You're responsible for how you react, you react yeah. to those things that have happened to you, which I agree. But we don't talk enough or we don't give ourselves enough credits for surviving certain things. I always use this analogy all the time. You know, I'm also a Bible believing, um, you know, I, I, I'm not really a religious person. I would say I'm more into a relationship with God. Okay. Religion has never really been, I think my, you know, I was born into a home where religion was important, which I'm grateful for because, you know, I would be the one who would win all the prizes and represents the church in different schools because I, I was very curious about the Bible at a very young age and mm. I've always been. Um, but one of the stories in the Bible that always blows my mind is that of Noah. I feel like, you know, I try to compare mod those stories we hear to modern, modern day, day sometimes. Time, yeah. And sometimes the stories in the Bible, they are crazy. Mm -hmm. Because imagine if a guy wakes up at one of the popular roundabouts we have and starts to shout, repent, because God is going to wipe the earth with water. I'm sure I'll be part of those that will probably put on my Snapchat and think, this person's gone bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick him up. And I'm sure the government will first be like, are you mad in mm -hmm. this hot climate? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. This person is mad, you know? Mm -hmm. Noah went through that for years. The ark wasn't built in two months or three months. 
Yeah. This guy went through people coming every day to say, this madman is still here. Mm. His family members, his children at school probably be embarrassed to go to school. Because imagine if that was your daddy, who everyone thinks is mm. mad, right? Yeah. And, you know, years went by, he built that ark and the rain came. And one of the questions I'm going to ask God in heaven is, you couldn't even vindicate the guy. The rain came and he wiped up everybody. In the later parts of Noah's life, he was mad. He was a drunk. Because half the shit he'd been through. Those negative words have a way of filtering, no matter how strong you are. Yeah, imagine hearing for like five, ten years how mad you are. And eventually now happens and there's nobody that will say, ah, this guy was even right. Or you can't even get a moment. Yeah, you got it right there because he was very spiritual. And 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 I love I love the way you describe your Christianity. It is not about religion, it's about spirituality. And and it's important that we begin to separate both mm. because religion is man trying to please God and man can never please God. Religion is looking for everything external that can make you righteous and holy. It's not in the external things. It is spirituality, which is that intimate and personal relationship with God. It's mm. about you. It's about you. It's about your evolution. It's about you know, the value you add to the world. And so I love, you know, uh, your approach uh, to Christianity um, because we we no longer live in a dispensation of the law. We now live in a dispensation of grace, right? And so haven't, haven't, you know, um, gone through that. Now talking about Noah, you just described, you've just given me a biblical definition, um, an example of what I was talking about. Noah knew God. Right? Mm. Noah heard God. Mm. Noah obeyed God to the letter. Mm. And then people start start chatting. This guy is crazy. This guy is, you know, and then they went into the ark. Right? And he was able to experience God wipe off the entire earth. But emotionally and psychologically, he couldn't handle it. Mm. Even though he was operating at his highest level of spirituality. Mm. And that's why you need a therapist. But those days they didn't have any. Yes, they Who didn't. Who could know I talked to? And, 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 <laughs> and in this day and age, right, mm-hmm. we all have different experiences. Mm-hmm. The whole world was almost wiped off it's with COVID. COVID. Mm. Remember the first weeks of COVID? Tokyo, you know what? For the first six months, I didn't step down from upstairs. I didn't come down the stairs. Talk less or step out my front door into my compound. I was scared. There was one day, hey, one fateful day. You know, all of us were fine. I never caught, caught, caught COVID. All of us were fine. I went to bed. We were downstairs, my wife, my children. We were downstairs chilling. I went upstairs about 11 o'clock. And I got into bed and my heart started to pump. My heart started to beat. Everywhere started to spin. <laughs> and it was like I was, it was like I was paralyzed. Wow. It was like I couldn't move. And I, I couldn't pick up my phone. I said, physician, heal yourself. My mind was telling me what to do. My body wasn't responding. So after a while, I calmed myself down. I managed to crawl downstairs. When my wife and my children saw me, she would see the panic in their eyes. So instantly they called the doctor. This was about 12 midnight. The doctor started asking me a question. Do, do, you, do you have this symptom? Have, I said, no. I said, you're having a panic attack. Even me, 
that I'm a therapist and a coach in the midst of COVID. I was fine before I went upstairs because every day I was watching CNN. This number <laughs> of people news, died. Yeah. This number of people yeah, did. And crazy. I was teaching it. I was using those statistics mm. every day. So nobody knew whether COVID was a ghost or a spirit <laughs> that would just come into your house and kill you. Right? I had a panic attack. Mm. And the doctor says there's nothing wrong with him. Don't bring him into the hospital. He should go and say you say he's a therapist and a coach. All those interventions that he uses for people, you need to go and use it on himself. And that's what I had to do for three days. Prayers, affirmations, meditation, oh. visualizing myself and, and my entire organs, you know, um, settle down. That's what did it for oh. me. It's like when people say when you're ill, it's not the medicine that works. It's your yeah. mindset. In, in fact, you know, there, there's certain research, right? That when they're about to release a drug, they do two sets of tests. They get um, classified people and they put them in a controlled space and mm. they give them the medication. And they get another set of people and they put them in a controlled space. Then they give them what we call a placebo, right? It's an inert sugar mm -hmm. pill. Mm -hmm. And then they test the results. So both people have the disease and then they give <clears throat> this category the right medication, they give these guys an inert sugar pill. Guess which ones has the most effect? The ones on that the side. The placebo. Does your mind. Yeah. So, so the pharmacologists, they know that they need your belief. Mm. So when you go into a hospital with a man wearing white or a woman wearing white with a, thetos, a stethoscope, you believe that that person is an expert. So that person has run a diagnosis on you and says you have this. Mm. That's what we call a diagnosis, right? And then it says you have to take this for three days, morning, afternoon, night, and you'll be okay. Mm. You go believing that you'll be okay. You will be okay. Mm. Now, <clears throat> there's also something we call a prognosis, which is the diagnose that this person has cancer, but they say that that person will die in two months. That's a prognosis, right? Now, and they say to that person, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do for you anymore. So there are two sets of people. Some people give up and on the dot of two months, they die. Some mm. people say never. Mm. I ain't die. And they're still leaving. Mm. I actually right? believe what you say, because I remember we had this, uh, my mom had this shop attendant while we we're growing up. Amazing guy. He was a huge part of our lives. We all knew him growing up. And, you know, he had been sick. But we will probably go to hospital there about, you know, these people believed in going to their village to treat themselves. Mm. He would come back for mm. another two years, it'll be fine. But he kept losing a lot of weight. And at some point, my mom just thought, you know what, I'm actually going to get tested. And they found out he was HIV positive. Wow. And I remember she was like, don't, you know, he's crying and, you know, delirious. it's not the end of the world, you know. We will, she didn't even want him to go because he was, he had become that part of our life. Mm -hmm. He died in less than three weeks after yeah. that. Yeah. But this is a guy that would always get better when he just thought it was malaria. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's a, a question that I want to ask. You know, I've heard you talk about fulfillment, purpose. Can you have it all? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, you can. You can. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like there's always a but. Or maybe we've conditioned ourselves to just accept that there's always a but. You see this person, fine girl, good career, something, something, single. You see that person married, maybe they're struggling in the career path. You see this person, maybe, you know, you, it, there's always just a but when a group of people sit down together. 
and they try to exchange or rob minds, there's always someone who is looking at you thinking you have it better than they do. And that's where the problem is. You have it all, but you despise what you have. Why? Because you're comparing yourself with someone else and what they have. Now, your path, Toke, mm. is different from my path. Mm. Your purpose is different from my purpose. Your gifts are different from mine. The resources that God has given you, the gifts and talents God has given you, the relationships he's given you are completely different from mine. The reason that we think we don't have it all or we can't have it all is because I'm comparing myself with 10 other people who have 10 different other things different from mine. Mm. And I want those 10 things. I want, not that I need. I want those 10 other things. Mm. It's not about what you want. When you begin to think about, I want that, I want that, and I want that as well, you are living in covetousness. You can never have it all. Who mm. has it all? But you can always have everything that mm. you were ordained to have. And that's why you must focus on your focus, <laughs> not on other person's light. Mm. You must run your race and walk your own path. Contentment is the key. Game. Covetousness is one of the keys of human beings' problems. Mm. Do you feel like social media has made it even worse than it should normally be? Yes. Social media. posting their success and nobody's really coming out to show you when they are, blah, you know, between their knees crying and being like, this is not working out. Yeah. Um, you know, social media is great. Mm. I love it. You know, but social, you know, human beings were excessive. And so it's not even their successes that they are posting. A lot of people are posting lies. And so I'm looking at your social media. Let me use Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian carries this made bag. You know, you don't know that they've paid out $500,000 to post it. Then you go and borrow, beg and steal, and even try and kill <laughs> for rituals, Right to go and buy the bag and carry the bag. You don't know that, man, she was paid for it. Mm -hmm. And she won't say she was paid for it. You want to carry that bag. You don't know that Kim has been in, in this, you know, PR entertainment business for so long. You don't know what she earns. You don't know what her income is. You are right here working in Access Bank. And <laughs> as a... Sale, Not the Access Bank. Or wherever, whatever bank you are. Yeah, you're working it and you want to be Kim tomorrow. <laughs> you know, someone buys a Range Rover Sports, right? Or full, you know, uh, Range Rover, right? At the end of the year. And then you say, ah, I've known this person for so long. Man. I also want that Range Rover. You don't know that that person worked hard the last three years, earned a lot of bonuses, and has been saving for the last 10 years. And that person is 40 or 50, and that person has always dreamt that I'm going to get myself that car as my 40th or my 50th birthday present. You are 25. You just started working, and you say, ah, ah, we work in the same unit now. I want that car too. Uh, so covetousness uh, is a major problem. FOMO is another. Yeah, yeah, FOMO, especially with social media. You want what other people are showing that they have. 
you want the kind of life <clears throat> that, excuse me, that they are projecting that they have. How many people live lives that are not ups and downs? Mm. You know, there's the law of duality. There will always be sad times and happy times. There'll be times when you are high and low. There will always be black and white. Yeah, there'll always be good and evil. That's the reality of life. God never promised you that your life will be hunky-dory. He says, count it all joy when you go through diverse trials, diverse, many trials and tribulations. He says, let, let it do his work. Yeah, let patience do his work. So, so in the midst of us going through challenges, right? Do you know, I found out over the last two decades that failure, challenges, Pain, they teach you more than success oh, yeah. and gain teach mm-hmm. you. And so it is for your own progress. It is for your own personal growth. It is for your own personal development when you go through diverse trials. But people never pause to reflect and ask themselves, what can I take away from this experience? What wisdom can I, you know, um, um, take extract, away from, mm-hmm. extract from, from, from this so that I can apply it in my future. The reason why you are so smart, Toke, is you've gone through hell and back. But I'm tired of going through hell, coach. Yeah. Like, listen. Now it's not time. I can't. I... It's now time to, to apply all that wisdom. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go <laughs> through those cycles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? It's time to free yourself. I say to people that life is cyclical, right? Life is cyclical. If you look at your life, you will realize that you're going through loops of cycles. Mm. Some people have seven-year cycles. Some people have five. Some people have 10. The same thing is happening to you every 10 years. Now, the so reason... Wait, suppose so another 10 years, <laughs> I'll go through this. No, 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 oh, no. They, no. That's where... This is the master key, okay? <laughs> this is the master key. You see... In between the loops of life is yes. a door. Okay. You know what opens that door? Wisdom. Hmm. That's why wisdom is a profitable thing. So every time you go through an experience, ask yourself, what is the purpose? Hmm. Instead of you wallowing in negativity or trying to escape, because a lot of people run away <laughs> from facing the reality. Hmm. Ask yourself, why did this happen to me? What is the wisdom that I need from this? Elicit the wisdom because that wisdom Mm. opens the door to a new cycle in life, not the old one. Mm. But if you don't acquire the wisdom and understanding in every situation, it must come back because you have to Mm. acquire the wisdom and the knowledge. Why? Because wisdom is the most profitable thing and wisdom comes with knowledge and understanding. And people... The, prob- the, the greatest challenge we have as human beings is ignorance. Mm. Ignorance keeps you in the loop. Mm. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding unlocks the loop. Mm. Wow. So you won't have to go through it. If you, if you know how to elicit the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and apply it. Mm. Yeah, you there's leave that time, loop behind. There's certain times that life will... I keep hearing things like life will humble you and people keep saying life will humble you. And I used to look at it and think, what does that even mean? Mm. You know, in my opinion, I think it, it got to a point where I couldn't even talk about mm. things I was going through anymore because wow. it's just like, okay, 
So, so this has happened. Okay, what next? You know what I mean? And when you're like, okay, trying to roll with the punch, because that's my, my, the way I'm wired is to just roll with the punches. Mm. You know, I've, I've learned from a very young age to, as you said, life is not all honky dory. It's not all because, you know, I've had the most devastating things happen to me as a child mm. that mm. I sat back and I thought, if this can happen to people that knew God, that called God, the way they called God, there's no hope for people that, you know, are just basically just trying, you know, mm. and then you just adapt, you know, you get to a point where you, you kind of, so what people say as strength, because you have people say things like, oh, talking about why it's so strong, it's so strong. I'm like, I, I had no other choice. You know, mm. it's literally like, okay, maybe that's what made me also comfortable in failing, quote mm. unquote, like you mm. can't shame me because I've already, mm. okay, this didn't work out. Mm. All right, we roll and we move. But then what I didn't realize that was happening is how do you heal from those disappointments and those betrayals and those, I mean, for the longest, I would say the very first person who broke my heart was God. If it's a human being that broke my heart, you can't heal. But as a child, how do you go to bed brushing your teeth and you say you go to this revival and they tell you, pray tonight, God will appear to you. And I was so excited and I brushed my teeth and I was like, God, I'm preparing for you. You have to appear to me tonight because I was very curious about him. And he never came till now. And I know it sounds crazy, but that that was my first taste of heartbreak. That was my mm-hmm. first taste of rejection. I felt like, am I not good enough for you to appear to? Because mm-hmm. this guy had said, I was probably eight. But how come it sticks to my mind till now? That is quite interesting, you know, because... Um it wasn't actually God that broke your heart. My expectations broke my heart? Yeah. Your but un- what was your I supposed un- to do at Your eight? unrealistic expectation. Because you listened to one man that said to you, God will appear to you. God doesn't appear to everyone. God hasn't but the always says appeared. He appeared to people. He appeared to, to Abraham. Yes. He appeared to Moses in the burning bush. Yes. I wanted my burning bush experience. Am I not good enough? I know. I know. Right. But you see, we can't put God in a box. I think that's what we tell ourselves, coach, yeah. to explain the failures that no, happen in life. No, no, you see, you and this is where coaching is so important. Okay. Never set a goal or an expectation around what you have no control over. It will lead to frustration. Hmm. Hmm. Never set a goal or an expectation around things you have no control over. Yeah. Deep. Yes. And, and, and if you looked at a lot of your trauma, your pain, that's it. So, so, what so we, but why couldn't God just, just surprise this little girl? Just, why couldn't he just do things differently? Just and, 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 and guess what? He has been showing up for you. But, but, but I'll tell you what, right? There are different avatars mm. of people and there are different modes of experiencing God. There's some people that see God. There's some people that hear God. There's some people that know. And there's some people that sense. Mm. So when God wants to speak to you or reveal a revelation to you, some people see a vision. They see God. Mm. That may not be your modus operandi. Some people hear Mm. Some people just know. Mm. I can I can tell you that your mode is knowing. How do you know that this business will work? How do you know that this idea will be successful? Mm. That's a knowing. That's God right there. I think what compounded 
that, sorry, that yes, the childhood trauma of my, what compounded that was, I think what happened almost, I'm sure I might have forgotten that, but mm. I don't know why each time I remember the girl who was brushing her teeth by the bath, by the wow. I remember that girl wow. who was asking, getting ready. Cause my parents took me to revival. I'd never been to revival before. And I remember, um, you know, it was in Abuja. We lived in Abuja. And I think it was that, there was this, this pastor that was born blind or bad diary. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the first time yeah. we were there and everybody had talked about him. And I remember not sleeping all night and he said, as you go to bed tonight, ask that God should show up for you. And I did ask, I was so, I was so eager, went to bed thinking I was going to experience God and nothing happened. But I think the reason why I always remember that picture was, that was my first lesson at disappointment one. But I also think the way my parents died is one thing that I've just never been able, because they knew God. They took me to that revival. My dad was an elder in church. You know, like they served God with everything. And just the way they left, when I get to heaven, I mean, I know I've been through grief therapy and I'm okay to even talk about it to this point, but it's one of those things that I, I feel like I need to, like if people could live for you like that and on the day of trouble, you didn't show up. You didn't show up. So, Forgive me if sometimes my faith is not as strong because no, I feel like, that's the human being in you. But, but, but I'll give you a classic story, right? So I lost my older sister many years, a, mm. few, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I lost her, you know, I was in Uyo and uh, she had a very rare um, neuromotor disease. So all her m- motor systems were shutting down and there's no cure for it. Anyway, I flew to Yo to do some work and, you know, and my niece called me and says, um, auntie's gone. And I, every morning I, I, I brisk walk and run. So, so I sat right there on the road and I was like, God, why now? Why would you let her go through? There's, we, we tried everything, you know. You know what God says to me? You know, he says, says to me, if she was going on a holiday and you knew that you won't see her or she was traveling to America mm-hmm. and you couldn't get a visa to America, how would you take that trip? I said, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Said, she's traveled ahead of you. And that's how I see death. One, two. He said to me, and I said, why? Why did you take her that way? said, wow. He said, do you, do, have you read the story of my son? Yeah. I said, yes. He said, you know, my son was in heaven with me. I compelled him to come to this earth oh. as a human being to carry the burden and the sin of the entire world. Oh. And I separated myself from him. Do you know what what he would have gone through. Do you know why he prayed that prayer in the garden of Gethsemane? For eternity. Mm. He had never, God had never been separated from God. And in that moment where he bore our sins on that cross, God separated himself from himself. Now, now I can just imagine what Jesus was thinking. What if I can never be reunited with him? What if this is it? Imagine what that feels like. Now, now, beyond that, right? He had a disciple that he had nurtured, he had groomed and coached for three years. Now, this guy 
sold him out, betrayal. The third thing was, you know, he was he was beaten to a pulp. Oh. His back was lacerated. He was he was he was nailed, nailed. So 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 let's say Jesus was maybe seventy five kg. His weight laid on that nail. Hung, you know, oh. on the nails on oh. his hands and his feet. Imagine the excruciating pain. That was not enough. They took a spare and 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 and, and they bore a hole in his side. And then he screamed, My God, my God, why, why hast thou forsaken me? In that moment, right? God separated from God. He was human in that moment. Yeah. And 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 he he understands how how we all feel because he went through it. He had to go through it oh. so that he can understand what we go through. Oh. So so you have a high priest that gets you, that understands what you go through. You know the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way, oh. just as we are. Oh. So he knows when we are going through our struggles. He he. He, he he intercedes on a daily basis for us. That's why we're in a dispensation of grace because God has gone through it himself, oh. right? And so if God would not spare him, <laughs> as in if God will put his dearly beloved son through that oh. and he died that kind of death at, at 30-something, oh. Haba. Wow. Yeah. I've never really had a graphic... The way you you broke it down is clearly. I can see why you're a coach. I can see. You. I can definitely you. see you. how you can sell water to to, to a bottle. That's a motivational speaker. That's different from oh, a coach. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah clearly. Yeah, no, but what I yeah. meant by that is, I can definitely see how wisdom and the years of you mm-hmm. know doing what Experience, you're doing yes, is yes. literally you know. It's it's telling. You literally yeah. picked me up from not feeling like you know my heartbreak was. But 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 God loves you specially, mm. absolutely loves you. And and he has been speaking to you, he's been leading you, he's been guiding you, you know, he's, he has a hand in your success. He you know, he, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He shows up for you, man. He does. He does. He does and, 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 you know, we need to live a life of gratitude. There's a way that God shows up for me. It's different from the way that God shows up for, you know, the John the Baptist person. or mm. Elijah, mm. right? Mm. That's my personal relationship with him. Mm. You know, I need to cherish that. Mm. You know, the way he showed up for Noah, it's different from the way he showed up for Joseph. I mean, look at the Joseph story, man. Yeah. 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 That's insane. You know, and you yeah. wonder, why would Joseph go through that? His brothers, a slave in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife, then you're sentenced to prison. But guess what? It's in prison that they came to get you. I moved you into the palace. You became the most powerful man in the world. Mm. So so we can only join the dots backwards. Our lives don't make sense when mm. we are going through it, looking forward. Mm. But at some point, you need to pause, right? And look back and join the dots. Mm. Oh, because it is only when you join the dots backwards that it makes sense. Mm. It's only now that we're reading the story of Joseph that it made sense. Mm. But whilst Joseph well, was, was going, going through, through it, it yeah. nah, it didn't make sense. It's, it's so wild you yeah. say that because just last night, like one of the things that I said 
2024, I was going to do better um, was my relationship with God because God and I fell out bad last year. Wow. Towards the end of the year, we kind of stopped oh, talking. God I just, suffers, Sha. You <laughs> no, took it out on him. What did you take to, out on him? I what just, happened to you? I think I just got to a place where I, I was, I think my 2023 was full of a lot of optimism, a lot of, you know, me. Coach, when I walk myself to the place where my faith is unshakable, mm-hmm. eh, I am like a different person. Wow. I'm like, it's on this, fire. I'm on fire. Wow. And I found out that a lot of high lows were happening with me spiritually and emotionally mm. last year. Um, you know, you you almost get to a point where it's like pe- people have this perception of you and think that if it's not high, high, she wouldn't, you know. So you now start to almost, without you knowing, reduce your standards, even in interpersonal relationships. Wow. And then you, you get beating and you realize... How did I lower my standard to even mm-hmm. date this person? And this person mm-hmm. decides to, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you go through a lot of, okay, what exactly is going on here? Um, and I think also in my spiritual life as well, I'd been through a lot of, you know, starting the year on a high note and feeling like, you know what, this is the year that you're going to do this particular thing I'm trusting you for. And this other thing that is going to happen is this year, my year. And you know, church doesn't help because they tell you all those is your year, is your year. And you're very like, and then after a while, nothing happens. You know, you find, so I'd already said to God that I've noticed a pattern in my life that I have this moment where I'm like one with you, we're best friends. And then the moment of tests come and I never really pass those tests because I remember how many times you've let me down and I get scared and I'm just like, let me, I shouldn't hope so much because after all, you might not do it, right? And, you know, I, I think in, in June last year, I, I found myself again. I said, I'm going to put myself, I'm going to try this relationship with God thing one more time. And it didn't work out. So towards the end of last year, we we're not even speaking. I was wow. just like, you know, we'll just keep doing you. Let me keep doing me. When you're ready to call me home, peace. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I've had a great life. It's, it's great. But um, I haven't been to church in so long. But for some reason, someone invited me to watch night service and I decided to go. Shout out to me. Um, King. And then I think in there, I found myself again, you know, and then we, we are definitely in a better place now. So one of the things that I had promised myself in 2024 was not to be that Christian. I don't want to be the Christian that is determined by what is going on in my life. I want to trust God regardless in good times and bad times. You are God, you know, and I'd said that to the universe that this year, I'm going to keep trying. I started reading my Bible again. I felt like nice. the prodigal son, I came back home. I did feel like that because I'm like, okay, I'm reading this thing. And then yesterday, before I even chatted with you, I remember um, the word that came to me was, do not look on the former things from about mm. to new, do a new thing. Yeah. And I remember 10 years ago, that word came to me. Mm. Uh, he, there was someone who looked at me and said, what God is about to do in your life? Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. They're not the same, but it was almost the same thing in terms oh, of yeah, doing a yeah, new yeah, thing. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of started feeling pumped. But you know, the devil is so crazy. The moment yeah. he thinks that you're going to nail it, he finds a way to introduce doubt. doubt. Yeah. And that's where I struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I struggle a lot with accepting God's love for me. I don't know why, but I do struggle. I just feel like he loves me, but I don't think he's that crazy about me. So really? I don't know why. No, but no, I, no, no, let me help you. Let me help you understand <clears throat> the love that God has for you. Right. It's kind of love he has for everybody, yeah. right? I mean, let's let's talk about you, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know, because you know, um, God knows the number of hair mm. on your head. Mm-hmm. He knows you by name. Mm-hmm. Um, when you call out to Him, He answers you. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't answer generally. He answers you. So, so 
So you have a personal and intimate relationship with him. Even though he died for the world, mm. right? It's not a general thing. It's a mm. specific thing. Because okay. you access him directly, right? To download your own salvation <laughs> yeah. and the benefits of your own salvation. You don't say because he died for the world and yeah, okay. Yeah, there we go. You 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 have a personal oh. and intimate relationship with, with him. Oh. So so he knows you by name, right? He created you. He handcrafted you, oh. right? And 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 he he had he had to dispatch you because you are relevant, oh. because you are important, oh. because you are significant at such a time as this. And one of the most profound statements I've ever heard, right, is this, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And I know of a certainty that it is impossible for God to lie. Mm. For he's not a man that mm. he should lie, not mm. the son of man that he should change his mind. Mm. Once he says it, it is so. Mm. And one of the things that I recognize that is most important to God is his word. Mm. Now, he says, do not call my name in vain. Mm. However, he says, I exalt my word oh. even above my name, which means that his word is more elevated oh. than his name. Oh. So if he guards his word, if his word, he honors it, right? If he dignifies his word even above his name, and you can't call the name of God in vain, oh. Abba, when he says, it's okay, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. When he says that my love for you is agape, oh. unconditional. Oh. You see, the challenge with many of us right, is our ignorance about what love is. Oh. A lot of us think that love is a feeling that we feel like we have never felt before. Oh. No, love is a choice. Love is a decision. Love is a verb. First Corinthians 13 defines love. You can measure love. There are oh. 13 critical indicators. One, love is patient. Is God patient with you? He is. Love is kind. Is God kind to you? He is. Love does not keep records of wrongs. How many times has he forgiven you? Oh. And, and so if you read the 13 key performance indicators of love, you realize that truly... He does love me. He does love me. And mm. the final key performance indicator is he says, my love will never die. It never fails. Which means that it is in perpetuity, oh. eternal. Oh. So you should know that he loves you, not feel oh. that he loves you. You okay. should know that he loves you because you know what? Evidence terminates argument. Oh. You have the evidence from the past and the devil is just going to come and challenge it. Does oh. God really love you? Oh. That's what he did to Eve. He was not in a conversation when God had a conversation with Adam. Oh. So he went to meet Eve and said, did God really say? Oh. He sows doubts. That's why your soul is the battleground. Your oh. mind is the battleground for the devil. Watch what you hear, watch uh -huh. your thoughts. Uh -huh. It is important because when you master your thoughts oh. and your beliefs. How do you do that? I think that's one of the things I wanted to ask you as well. For people who are watching, it's a brand new year. 
what would you say are the five things that you can do to live a balanced and healthy, I want to say healthy, mentally, because I feel like that's where most of the battle starts. You know, yeah. someone was saying to me how she was said, she said to someone, I'm never going to get into Harvard. Mm. And, and the person said to her, yeah, I agree with you, you wouldn't. And she was so hurt and thought, why would you even say that to me? Because for you to get into Harvard, you need to apply. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about emotions, you know. And then that made a lot of sense. So a lot of people were already dealing with self-doubts. Would I get this job? Am I good enough? You know, would I be a mom? Would I get married? There's a lot of uncertainty that I sense when I speak to a lot of people. It's like, yeah, I have faith. So how do you cultivate the battle in the soul? And, you know, in your own opinion, I mean, share with us five things that we can do at the very early stage to at least get ahead of the anxious feelings of a new year. I think, I think the very first thing is um, to visualize. It's a very powerful tool. The ability to engage your imagination and to tap into the mind of God for God's future concerning you. Because many are the plans of a man, but only God's purpose shall be fulfilled. So, so, so what often happens is I develop an ambition. Oh. It's contrary to God's vision for my life. Oh. And so because God's vision will always, right, um, be superior to my own ambition, when I'm trying to go east and God's vision is west, his power will take me in the direction of where. So I'm left frustrated. Mm. So the very first thing you need to do, right, is submit, right? And how do you submit? It's got nothing to do with religion because you've got a deposit of God's spirit in you. Mm. Everybody does. Mm. And so just close your eyes and begin to imagine. I'm going to do it, David, right the, now. Imagine the future. Imagine the next 20 years, okay? I think the AC is getting in the way, Captain. I think I need to be in a quiet, zen place because I'm trying to do like what the hell are you doing? I'm trying to get it, but yeah. So, so, mm. so imagine yourself at age 70. 70? Yes, yes. Yeah, your 70th birthday. Just imagine your 70th birthday. And you're being celebrated. You've achieved every single thing that God has ordained that you'd achieve. You feel so fulfilled, so satisfied. You are happy spiritually. You, you are fully attained. You have a personal relationship with God. You are fulfilling your purpose. You are solving problems. Financially, you have achieved every single thing you've set out to achieve. You've touched many lives. You've become a global, powerful, recognized brand. Your health is intact. Your state of mind is perfect. Home and family is intact. You are in the relationship of your dream. You love your spouse. Your your spouse loves you. Your family is solid, intact. Your self-esteem is high. Your self-confidence is, is, is solid. You are able to travel everywhere you want to, to go, do anything you want to do. You're having fun. You are sleeping well. You are resting well. 
You are secure spiritually, emotionally, physically. You are fulfilled. You are satisfied. You are at peace. You're living a prosperous life. I want you to just experience that life. And you've invited top people from across the world and they've graced this your 70th birthday. I want you to look around at all the people that you are seeing. The top people from America. The top people from Europe. The top people from North America and, and the rest of the world. Who are those people that are sat in that room? And what are the kinds of things that they are saying about you? The things you've achieved, the impact you've made, the lives you've touched. I want you to feel it. What are you wearing? What are they saying? What does it feel like? What do you look like? What do you smell like? I want you to experience this in its entirety. See it clearly. I want you to hear every single thing that people are saying. I want you to feel every single thing as if it was happening right now. And I want you to hear God whisper to you, well done, my daughter. You have fulfilled the purpose for which I created you. I am so happy with you. I absolutely love you. Now, how does that feel, Toke? Really beautiful. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, that is what people need to do. Have this experience. Document it. Mm. The Bible says, have a vision, mm. but make sure you write the vision down mm. and make it plain. Mm. So, so as, as you've experienced this, you need to document it. What did you see? What did you hear? Who did you see in the room? What did they say about you? Document everything. Then ask yourself the third question. How can I make it happen? Mm. What must I stop doing? So you must identify 10 things you must stop doing. 10 things that will stop you from living that dream. Mm. 10 things you must stop doing. 10 things you are currently not doing that will help you achieve that which you, you saw mm. and experienced. Mm. Then, what are the things that you are wasting your time doing mm. that you need to do less of? Some of them are okay, important, right? But you need to do less of it. What are the things that you should be committing time to do that you need to do more. So mm. start, stop, more, less. And then the next thing you need to do is to find someone that after you've gone through this process, you've visualized it, you've documented it, you've, you've written the, the steps that you take towards achieving it. You find someone that can hold you accountable, mm. that can help you break it down every year. Mm. You know, life unfolds you know, on a yearly basis. So this experience becomes your legacy, but you write your legacy every day. Mm. So you need someone that will hold you accountable to what it is that you commit to mm. and can help you stay consistent 
to the dreams that you've seen. Now, now, why is this so important? Mm. Genesis 11 says that God came down mm. when man was trying to build a tower that would reach to heaven. And God made a profound statement. He says, anything that man imagines to do cannot be stopped. Mm. The power of man's imagination is so phenomenal. Many of us don't use our imagination anymore. Your imagination taps into the mind of God and releases God's future concerning you because it is your spirit that does that work, mm. not your body or your mind. It is your spirit, the mind of your spirit that taps into the mind of God. Mm. And once you catch that image about you, that is who you truly are. Mm. And your work on earth is to chase that and to become it. Mm. But very few people see the future and create it. That's who we are. We're created in the image mm. and in the likeness of God. God imagines what he wants and he speaks it into be, being and it manifests. Mm. And so if, you know, you are supposed to have the DNA of your father, when they check your DNA, it will be the same, right? Mm. So the DNA of your father in heaven is to be able to create the future of your dreams and don't create an ambition Tap into his mind just as I've taken you through that journey mm. and see God's future concerning you. Align with it then live it. Thank you so much. Coach. I mean, I'm still living in the imagination. I knew that this, when I hit you up, I didn't think he was going to be this good. I don't know. I, I, I kind of just always saw it as, you know, a coach and how, you know, we might not be this, Connected and, and relatable. And, yeah. And, and we won't, we may not extremely flow. relatable. I definitely Thank think you. that for those who are in doubt of uh, getting a coach this year, this would probably help them as well. Because, um, you know, people think about therapy and even if the conversation is changing now, they are still a little bit, you know, gated about, okay, we can't trust the therapist. How do you know? But this has been so helpful, especially at the start of the year. So thank you so thank much you. Thank you for, for sharing me. the wealth of wisdom. I imagine what it's like just sitting, because we could go on for the next three hours. Yeah. I, was saying, I was saying to your crew that, uh, I'll tell you a story, right? Uh, a few years ago, Pastor Nick had uh, DM me. Yeah. Um, she had a talk show. I owe her a phone call. She so this so, so she, she invited me uh, to her talk show. Mm -hmm. Said it's going to be one hour, right? We spoke for six hours. Yeah, yeah. So we did a six hour show and she cut it into different parts. Yeah, part one, part two, six hours. Yeah. That's usually how it is when 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 you know I'm invited to uh, to a talk show yeah. or QA. Yeah. It's so um, amazing. Yeah. I might I might just come knock on your door to see you again. Anytime. And you know, start my sessions again. Do what this anytime. is really the prodigal son coming back to everything. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> you know, but this has been really helpful at the start Thank of the you. year and it's very, very important because, as you said, it's a pivotal year. Uh, 2024 is definitely, I know a lot of people are anxious about this year. You know, just from speaking to people, 
people get anxious at the start of every year. Yeah. And then this particular one, it's been like, ah, please, so I, I don't even have the strength. You hear things like that a lot. I'm just tired, mentally, mentally, I'm just tired, tired, tired. A lot of people always complain about being tired. I don't know what it is. Man, it's, it's quite interesting because, you know, um, it, it places serious burden on a lot of people um, at the beginning of each year. And a lot of people are having at the back of their minds that, you know what, at the end of the year, you know, I'm not even going to achieve my goals. And it's always true. Because when we did a research, uh, you know, a few years ago, we found out that only 8% of people that set New Year resolutions achieve their mm. New Year res- resolutions. 92% of people fail year in, year out. So a lot of people are skeptical when they start the year. They're excited, but at the same time, there's skepticism. And that's why you need to be handheld by a coach that understands it, that can see your blind spots and help you design your life. Mm. It is important for you to be able to intentionally design your life Mm. because there's power in intentionality. A lot of people live life, you know, by chance. That's all you have. Mm. You know, you don't go to work by chance. You don't raise your children by chance. You raise them intentionally. You go to work intentionally. You work intentionally. If you're going for a party, you go to a party intentionally. Why are you living your life by chance when you have no spare? So it is important for people to begin to approach life from a different perspective. The way you lay your bed is the way you lie in it. Mm. Yeah, the way you approach your life is what really ultimately happens. Yeah, so mm. we've got to take responsibility for our life's experiences. And you can change your life's experiences. You can. And, and, and this is the most pivotal time because the next two decades of our lives, oh my God, especially as Africans, profound, profound. Africa, oh, watch out. Mm. Watch out for Africa. And on that note, Yay. thank you so much for being a part of our very first. I mean, this is literally, I'll say opening the year officially. Uh, and I'm so happy I got to do this. And, you know, as you said, knowing God, I feel that's how I hear from God, knowing, okay. just knowing the decisions to take and what to do. Uh, thank you so much, Coach, because people pay you a dime and so much more <laughs> for this that you dropped on us today. I do appreciate it. I definitely will be in touch Please because I feel like I definitely need, you know, I just from the exercise you gave to me here, I just realized how much of my power I'd let go of. You know, just from this simple exercise, because I've been focused and narrowed on one particular thing that I feel like, God, you need to do this. It to do it, and right. it's so funny, how even when you were wheeling out everything, you didn't even get there till much later. So there's definitely more to me than that. Yeah, there are 12, there are 12 critical elements of our lives, 12, mm-hmm. 12 dimensions. It was Socrates that says that an, an unexamined life is not worth living. Um, and so a lot of people, you know, they look at one, two, three areas of their lives and they focus on it and they neglect the remaining. There are 12 dimensions of your life that brings fulfillment. Marriage is one. Home and family is one. Spirituality is one. Health and well-being is one. Self-worth, self-esteem, self-confidence. Work is one. Your business is another. Um, fun, recreation and rest is another. You know, spirituality is another 12 dimensions to your life. And what we do is help you 
look at your life holistically mm. and design your life for yourself based on what God has ordained for you. We help you create that, right? And we help you create a plan for the next till you're 70, 80. Mm. And then you know that each year you're showing up for yourself mm. and for God because the definition of success is to do what you are meant to do, when you are meant to do it, how you are meant to do it. Now, if you are dispatched on this earth for a reason and you don't fulfill that reason, you have not succeeded. Oh, heaven forbid we come to this Amen. earth and not fulfill that. All right, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. My name is Token Mack and I chat with you on the next episode of Token Moments. Hopefully this year we have even more exciting guests guess that you guys are not really expecting because I think this was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Chat with you guys.